Hi, welcome to Politics Done Right. Politics Done Right is a podcast for young conservatives by young conservatives. I'm your host, Tucker Dunn. So I'm going to be taking the political compass test. The political compass test is... So it's an okay test. It's biased to the left, um, and a lot of people say that, and most people agree that it's biased to the left. Um, and they actually have a label that I'm going to read to you that says, before taking the test, please note that this isn't a survey and these aren't questions. They're propositions. To question the logic of individual ones that irritates you is to miss the point. Some positions are extreme and some are moderate. That's how we can show you whether you lean towards extremism or moderatism on the compass. Your responses should not be overthought. Some of them are intentionally vague. Their purpose is to trigger reactions in the mind, measuring feelings and prejudices rather than detailed opinions on policy. So my response to this before taking the test uh, disclaimer. If the point is to show where people line up politically, they shouldn't have questions that are, and I quote, intentionally vague to measure feelings and prejudices rather than opinions on policy. The point of the test is opinions on policy. That is the point of a political test. And this is the most famous political test. Otherwise, I would just throw it out and pick a different one that I like better because there are plenty. But this is the most famous, and a lot of YouTubers have been doing this lately, especially through the lockdown when they don't have a lot of material. Um, so page one is about how you see the country and the world. Um, there are always four options on the uh, on the questions. Strongly disagree, disagree, agree, and strongly agree. There is no neutral. So the first proposition is, if economic globalization is inevitable, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. So my view on this is that the premise of the first uh, proposition is wrong. Um, and that is to say that humanity, that transnational corporations have their own interests. And you might hear me and go, you're crazy. Of course they have interests. Transnational corporations do not have interests. Just as governments, countries, they don't have interests either. People have interests. People have beliefs. Not countries, not institutions, people. People running those countries, businesses, and institutions. So the people running transnational corporations are part of humanity. Those aren't two different entities. They're just one is a part of the other. If you're saying that transnational corporations have interests contrary to those of humanity they don't how how does it how, how does a company become successful how does a person become rich by providing a good or service at a better price at a better quality to people who want it a transnational corporation wins when it provides the best product or service at the best price that is, the that is the interests of humanity, and that is the interests of transnational corporations. So I strongly disagree, because the premise that humanity and transnational corporations need to be against one another is wrong. The next question. I'd always support my country, whether it was right or wrong. I strongly disagree. 
If I lived in Nazi Germany, I wouldn't support my country. If I lived in Stalinist Russia or Maoist China or Castro, Castroist Cuba, I wouldn't support my country. So no, I strongly disagree with that. No one chooses his or her country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. Um, so this is a slightly different question because it's not saying I'd always support my country and it's not saying I would always be proud of my country of birth. It says no one chooses his or her country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. So I'm proud to be an American, but I'm not proud that I was born here so much as the fact that I was proud that I'm proud to to live here, to be a part of this great experiment in freedom that we call America. Um, so I'm gonna disagree on that one just because I believe you know, you can be proud of your country if your country does good things. Whether you were born there doesn't really matter, but you can be proud of your home country because they do good things sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. Um, the third question, or fourth question, our race has many superior qualities compared with other races. I strongly disagree. The question basically asks, are you a racist? And I answer, no. The fifth question, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So this is a common statement. And this is one that I think is intentionally vague. I think there is no way to tell somebody's political alignment based on their reaction to this question. Because different people have different views on this question and you can be a, a liberal or a conservative and answer anything to this question. Um, so I'm gonna disagree because I, you know, I have, there are people that I don't like, and there are people that they don't like that I also don't like. So the enemy of my enemy can be my friend or my enemy. Uh, military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. So yes and no. Um, yes, because international law is not a legitimate thing, because the idea of government is that the right of the governed is derived from the consent or the right to govern is derived from the consent of the governed so if a country doesn't want to follow international law that it doesn't believe in it has no obligation to follow international law that it doesn't believe in so international law isn't a good thing in itself i think our current international laws are pretty good principles that we should use to make decisions but not necessarily so I don't think you're generally justified in breaking international law but I also don't think international law is generally justified in existing so I'm gonna disagree because I do think international law is a good framework um, there's now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment um, yeah I strongly agree with that one because you have all of these news outlets that are reporting stories because they're entertaining or because they serve to push an agenda that aren't necessarily information. So that is worrying to me. Um, okay, now the economy. This is page two, the economy. People are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. 
Um, I strongly disagree. And that's because a rich person in Africa still lives a vastly different life than a rich person in the United States. A rich person in the United States probably lives a closer life to a poor person in the United States than they do to a rich person in Africa. So I would say no. Nationality is probably a way bigger difference than uh, class is. Uh, the second one, controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. Um, so here comes my uh, econ major rant. The government cannot control unemployment. If the government is in charge of who is employed and unemployed, you get Soviet Russia. That is the government controlling unemployment. That is the only way the government can control unemployment. And programs which quote-unquote create jobs or reduce unemployment are generally not good ones because they're based on government central planning. Net inflation, however, is solely the government's creation and destruction. Nothing can influence inflation but government. If we shut off the printing presses today and never printed another dollar, there would never be inflation again. <sighs> so the government can control inflation easily, and the government cannot control unemployment without being extremely tyrannical. And I also think that um, any of the government policies that actually are meant to create employment they genuinely don't work that much because if the government is providing a good or a service by employing people or creating employment that doesn't already exist, that means the good or service wasn't in enough demand that the economy provided it anyway. So employment matters, but employment is not an end in itself or a good thing in itself employment is just the means that people use to put food on their tables and roofs over their heads so it's more important that the economy grow and make lives and make lives better by creating new goods and services than it is for specific individuals to be employed you know if the government is going to put in all these incentives that will universally hurt the economy's ability to grow and produce these new goods and services that make all of our lives better, then yeah, unemployment is a lot less of an issue than long-term economic growth. Um, and inflation is the counter to long-term economic growth. If the inflation is 5% this year and the economy grows 8%, well, you have to adjust for inflation. And then the economy has now only grown 3%. The more inflation you have, the more you have to adjust down, and the harder it is for the economy to keep up with the dropping value of the dollar. Um, so I'm sorry I spent a lot of time on that question, but it's a terrible issue to me that people focus so much on unemployment and so little on inflation, when inflation is a much bigger issue in terms of policy than you know, unemployment is. Uh, because corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment, they require regulation. So I slightly agree with this um, in principle, 
that um, you know, if a if I'm dumping sludge in the river and it floats down the river and makes the water that the next guy drinks, you know, poisonous and he dies, that's my fault. I should be charged and that's pollution. And so and I think sometimes it's impossible to track those small effects that pollution have in harming other people, you know. I don't doubt at all that we would have less, you know, cancer if there were less cancerous chemicals in the air around us all the time. So I do think there should be some restrictions on pollution. I think they should be much less strict than they are today. But I think you could have some a few simple restrictions that say you can't, um, you know, you need some sort of system where you don't pump tons and tons of harmful chemicals into the air all the time. And I think that's important. I think, you know, at some point or another, you can pollute enough to harm people. And I'm not even talking about global warming here. I'm talking about just like, if you live next to a factory, you know, it makes your life worse. And I, genu and I generally think people making other people's lives worse should be not encouraged by government. So I do think regulations on emissions can be uh, a thing. From each according to his ability, to each according to his need, is a fundamentally good idea. I strongly disagree. That is the basis for communism. That's, um, that's not Marx's idea. It's... Um, What's his name? He was around around the same time as Marx. Uh, gosh, what's his name? He was an anarchist who was kind of against Marx because he believed we should have a revolution straight from capitalism to anarchy while Marx believed there should be socialism in between. Anyway, um, it's basically the idea that um, we should take, you know, if if certain people are wealthy... We should just take all of their money and give it to people um, who need it. We should just redistribute all wealth constantly um, because unequal outcomes are a bad thing. So I disagree a lot. Um, the freer the market, the freer the people. So I disagree with the premise on this question because there's no distinction between the market and the people. The market is just the decisions that every individual person makes put together. So there's no difference. So yes, the freer the market, the freer the people. The freer the decisions made by people, the freer are those people making decisions. I don't think that's a complicated thing. Um, if you're, if you want to talk about, you know, economic policy and does a free market capitalist system produce more freedom for the people in it, I would say there's nothing more free than I want an apple and you want a dollar, so we're going to trade. That's perfect freedom, and that's the free market. Um, next question. It's a sad reflection on our society that something as basic as drinking water is now a bottled, branded consumer product. I strongly disagree. Um, because if, if something as basic as drinking water was not a bottled, branded consumer product, there would be no incentive for a company to spend millions and millions of dollars producing bottled drinking water. 
if you didn't have a reason for people to produce water, they wouldn't. We would have less clean water. You know, the company that produces the best water at the best price wins. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. So I disagree. Land shouldn't be a commodity to be bought and sold. I also strongly disagree with this. If there wasn't an incentive to have the best land, if there wasn't an incentive to use your land in the best way, then people wouldn't. It's the, the tragedy of the commons. You know, if, if I have a microwave um, and it's mine, I'm going to take care of it because I don't want a messy microwave. But if me and 30 of my friends in a fraternity have a microwave, it's going to get blown up because none of us feels as much responsibility. So if land isn't privately owned, there's not there's a lot less of an incentive for a community to take care of land compared to an individual taking care of his own land. It is regrettable that many personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money and contribute nothing to their society. Um, I also strongly disagree with this because people who are quote-unquote simply manipulating money are the people you're talking about like bankers and investors the people who invest are not just investing in no in nothing the people who run banks are not just taking your money and putting it into the lockbox they are investors are allowing companies to make new products and services that make all of our lives better you know if nobody had invented, had invested in apple or amazon we wouldn't have iPhones or Amazon shipping today. That required investment. I would rather have an iPhone and somebody be super rich because of it than not have an iPhone. So, no, I don't think it's unfortunate that people who just put their money in stuff, like creating iPhones and making all of our lives better, no, I don't think people like that. Um, I don't think it's unfortunate that those people are rich. Um, protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade. I strongly, well, okay. When you say sometimes, protectionism is when you're talking about stuff like tariffs or uh, quotas or embargoes even. These are foreign policy and trade issues, uh, which I've talked about I don't remember if those ended up in the final cut of the immigration and China and trade episode, but um, I think I did actually put that in there, but um, I argued against it. So I'm going to strongly disagree here because when I, when it says sometimes I think it means today for the United States. And so I would say strongly no, absolutely not. If you're talking about a new country growing its economy, then yeah, yeah, then that's a little different. You need to grow domestic business if you're a developing country, but we're not a developing country and neither are the vast, vast, vast majority of people who take the political compass. So I think it means today in the United States. I'm going to say strongly disagree. The only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver a profit to its shareholders. So this is an interpretation question. I would initially, at the look of this, I would say strongly disagree because I think a company can do a lot more socially 
And the thing is, a company can do a lot of good socially, and it's very good when they do. Um, but we're talking about a political test. So politically, and what politically means is legally, does a company have a responsibility to do more than just make money for its shareholders? Well, again, how do they make money? By producing good products and services that make everybody's lives better at low enough prices that people can afford to buy them, thus giving the company money, which is profit. So I do strongly agree with this because, you know, like I said, at first glance, it looks like absolutely, yeah, um, a company has more responsibilities. But we're talking about we're talking about politics, not about not about um, not about just in general. Um, the rich are too highly taxed. Um, so I agree and disagree. I think we should eliminate a lot of the loopholes for uh, the rich and for big corporations. I think we should lower the tax rate because if you knock down so if you knock the taxes down on the rich and Milton Friedman made this argument if you knock down taxes on the rich what happens is the rich no longer have a good enough reason that they hire expensive tax lawyers to get them out of paying all these taxes and if you eliminate the exemptions which I actually don't think most people are gonna to want to do so I think a better solution is just lower the taxes because you can lower the taxes and if those people don't have a reason to hire lawyers for 50 cents on the dollar you're actually going to get them paying more in taxes than they did before you know when the government dropped the tax rates down from 75 percent to you know 41 percent or whatever they are today on uh, on the rich they actually increased tax revenue because people were spending less on getting all these loopholes so i agree and i disagree on the rich are too highly taxed i think in general i would say agree because i think that you know ideally lowering the tax rate is the solution and i think that's what the question is asking is should the tax rate be lowered and i say yes um those with the ability to pay to should have access to higher standards of medical care this is so coming from a well-off family i'm gonna get called out for this but i say strongly agree because this is the capitalist model of healthcare. You get what you pay for. In the we've seen the socialist model of healthcare work in Canada. And I'm not saying work as in be successful, I'm saying work as in we've seen it at work. You know, until just recently people were actually Ill, it was actually illegal to buy if you have the ability to pay to get access to higher standards of healthcare. It was actually illegal. People were dying of cancer, and the government would not fund their extra cancer treatments that they wanted, and so they were dying. They sued, and the Ontario Civil Rights Commission, um, or maybe it was the Canadian Supreme Court, one of those two, uh, agreed that it's a civil rights violation, for is a human rights violation, for people not to be able to get health care that saves their life. And that is what happens in a socialist country. 
you have to ration. You can't give everyone all of the healthcare they could ever imagine or else it gets so crazy expensive you would have to tax people at extreme amounts and nobody wants that. So yes, people who ha who can pay should get the healthcare they pay for because that's how it is with everything. If I wanted a $30 phone, I could get a $30 phone. People who can pay who who can and want to pay for a $800 iPhone should be able to get an $800 iPhone. Governments should penalize businesses that mislead the public. I agree. Fraud is a crime. If I say that, you know, if I say this phone is waterproof and then you drop it in the water and it doesn't work anymore, that's fraud. I have, I have defrauded you. I've sold you a product. You agreed to buy a product that I did not provide and I told you I did provide it. So I've defrauded you. I've violated your rights through fraud. So yes, governments should penalize businesses that mislead the public, I agree. A genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator, predator multinationals to create monopolies. That was a mouthful. Uh, I disagree. Because I don't think in a genuine free market, which we don't have, I don't think in a genuine free market you have to worry that much about monopolies. Monopolies in the past hundred years? I would say at least in the past hundred years. There has not been a single monopoly that came into existence without the help of government. When governments give tax exemptions, give tax breaks to big businesses, give regulatory breaks to big businesses, when businesses get a tax holiday, when was the last time you and I got a tax holiday? No. When businesses get a tax holiday, a regulatory break, a tax break, that lets them that gives them an unfair advantage where they can win in the market without providing the best product at the best price. That shouldn't exist. But in a genuine free market, you don't have those advantages, those unfair advantages that allow corporations to grow to giant multinationals and they can't create monopolies because if if you form a monopoly, and how far am I? I'm 33 minutes in and I'm only two pages in. Gosh. Um, if you form a monopoly, what happens is you have to undercut all of the competition. So you have to operate at a loss. And then you have to jack up prices so much that you have that you make up all of the losses. And you have to make up all of the losses before other companies start to form in your respective field. Because if you have just jacked up prices, the next guy is just going to say, Oh, look, I can charge a reasonable price and get rich because I'm the only one charging a reasonable price. So monopolies just fail. Your company just fails because you can't make that money back. It's not a realistic thing that a monopoly in the free market would exist. Okay, I'm going to go through these fast because I'm already at 33 minutes. A look at some of your personal social values. Abortion, when the woman's life is not threatened, should always be illegal. Strongly agree. All authority should be questioned. I don't think I need to explain that one that much. Strongly agree. If you're trying to tell somebody else they have to do something, you should be questioned. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, I strongly disagree. An eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Um... 
you know, I don't believe in, for instance, the death penalty um, because I don't think even the worst criminals, the solution is not kill them. You cannot say, don't kill people and then kill somebody. That just makes you a hypocrite. You cannot say, you cannot tell your child, don't hit people and then hit them. You're a hypocrite. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Strongly disagree. Taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. I agree because taxpayers shouldn't have to fund things that can't fund themselves. Um, not cultural things. Theaters and museums are cu cultural things, not essential, not in the purview of government. Schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. Well, I think this issue has changed a lot because of COVID. Um, I strongly agree because there are a vast array of reasons you might not want to be in a classroom, and they're all valid. Um, I think personally that education is extraordinarily important, and I would never let being in a classroom get in the way of my education. So all people have their rights, but it is better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind. I see this as kind of a racist implication, and I strongly disagree, because I think different sorts of people intermingling in the United States is what makes this country so great. Um, good parents sometimes have to spank their children. Um, I think there are good parents that spank their children. I don't think you have to be, you have to spank your children to be a good parent. So I disagree. It's natural for some children or for children to keep some secrets from their parents. This one isn't political at all. There's no, no, you can believe this and be a massive authoritarian you can believe this and be a huge libertarian this is not a question that is political at all but i'm going to answer it i'm going to strongly agree because the implication is you have a right to privacy strongly agree possessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offense now this is the kind of clear question i like to see strongly agree should not be a criminal offense the prime function of schooling to be should be to equip the future generation to find jobs um, I think yes. I think that's generally what school should be for. School should be for making people's lives better and knowing that AX squared plus BX plus C equals zero doesn't really make my life better. Finding a job makes my life better. People with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. I strongly disagree. That's eugenics. I strongly disagree. The most important thing for children is to learn to accept discipline. I strongly disagree. I think, no. If you learn to accept discipline without just qu without questioning it, without actually putting thought into why you're being disciplined, that's wrong. That's not good. It's just like the questioning authority question. Um, you should question it. You shouldn't just accept authority for authority. You it needs to be justified. There are no salvage salvage. There are no savage and civilized peoples. There are only different cultures. Um, I strongly disagree. Um, I think if you are like the many Middle Eastern countries, um, you know, Sharia law countries, and you hang gays or throw them off buildings, etc., you are a savage, and if you don't, you are more civilized. That's not just a question of different cultures. No, there is a better and worse culture between those two. Those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not expect society's support. Strongly agree. If you choose not, if you can work 
and you choose not to, no. Nobody is obligated to make you not work. You can't just make other people work so you don't have to. That's completely wrong. When you're troubled, it's better not to think about it, but to keep busy with more cheerful things. Um, no, I strongly disagree. If I'm upset about something, the best thing to do is think about it and solve the problem. Um, I don't think this is a political question, but whatever. Um, First-generation immigrants can never be fully integrated within their new country. I strongly disagree. I think if a kid comes at a very young age, you can grow up as an American and be fully Im fully integrated in your own country and you're a first-generation immigrant that way. Um, and even adults. I mean, if you're a young adult or even just like an adult, you could be like 30. I think you can be just as American as anybody else coming over from somewhere at 30. Um, what's good for the most successful corporations is always ultimately good for all of us. In a free market, profit comes from providing the best product at the best price. So what gives a corporation profit is good for consumers as well. Yes, strongly agree. No broadcasting institution, however independent its content, should receive public funding. Strongly agree because calling content independent just means you agree your biases agree with its biases. That's what independent content is. There is no apolitical news. I'm just sighing because some of these positions are silly. Uh, how you see wider society. I'm trying to hurry. I don't like to go long. Um, but I think it's important that you guys know my views because you have been surprised by them thus far. Or I've heard some people have been surprised by them thus far. How you see wider society. Our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. Strongly agree. Abolish the NSA. Um, you know, they can look at your search history without a warrant. Does that worry any of you? If Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton was president right now, would that worry any of you? It should. Um, and if Trump was president, it worries me too. I'm not saying Trump is just a great president and should have all the power in the world. No. No government should be able to spy on you without a warrant in the name of counterterrorism. A significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all of the arguments that delay progress in a democratic political system. I strongly disagree. Avoiding arguments is exactly the reason that dictatorships fail. Arguments are important to determining what is right and wrong for a society. Although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrongdoers need to be worried. Strongly disagree. I think privacy is a, is a thing, and it is important. If I don't want to be watched all the time, I don't have to be doing something wrong. I just don't want to be watched all the time. The death penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes. I strongly disagree. Um, you know, I don't think the government should be the arbiter of life and death ever. But even if it should be, even, you know, if you disagree with me on that moral ground, I think the more convincing argument is that we wrongly have we have wrongly executed a lot of people. And I would rather sentence every terrible felon to life in prison than execute one innocent guy. In a civilized society, one must always have people above to be obeyed and people below to be commanded. I strongly disagree. Um, I don't want you guys to paint me as an anarchist for that one. 
I just I don't think authority is always necessary for working together. I think a government is necessary, but I don't think I think government by the people would mean that there aren't better and worse people, people above and below. It's just everyone coming together because we're equals. Abstract art that doesn't represent anything shouldn't be considered art at all. Um, if you throw a bunch of dots on a uh, canvas, you're not making art. Um, so strongly agree. I don't think that's political. Um, in criminal justice, punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. I strongly disagree. If you are throwing people in jail just because you want to torture them, kill them, whatever, you're a monster. Nobody deserves those things, even the worst people. That's why inalienable rights are inalienable. They never go away, even when you do something wrong. What the goal of prisons should be is to rehabilitate people so they don't commit those crimes again. The best way of doing that, by the way, is education. We used to have programs where you could get a college degree while in jail. Not free, but you could get a college degree in jail. Recidivism was much lower among people who got college degrees in jail. We should bring back those programs. It is a waste of time to try to rehabilitate some criminals. Um, I think we should try to rehabilitate all criminals, so strongly disagree. I'm not saying it'll help for every single one of them, but I think we should try. The business person and the manufacturer are more important than the writer and the artist. I strongly disagree. Actually, I'm just going to slightly disagree, because I don't think the writer and the artist are more important either. I think everyone is equally important. Um, now, I think there are certain people who contribute more and less to society, um, but I don't I'm not going to compare business and culture. They're, it's apples and donuts. Mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be homemakers. I disagree. Um, I think you can have a stay-at-home dad. I don't... I think a mother can have a career... I mean, do I favor that? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't consider myself to be a sexist and I don't think that gender roles are really a valid thing but what I do think is um, you know I would answer the exact same thing if it said fathers and not mothers so if that helps you um, multinational corp companies are unethically exploiting the plant genetic resources of developing countries I guess this means GMOs I don't think GMOs are bad I guess that's what this is asking so strongly disagree Making peace with the establishment is an important aspect of maturity. I strongly disagree. Um, if you don't think that there's that there are ways that we should improve the culture and that there's more to do than just making peace with the establishment, you are brainwashed. Next page. Okay, page five. We're almost done. I'm sorry it took so long. Um, I don't blame you if you don't want to listen to all this because I am going through these rather quickly. But I do think it's important that you guys know my positions because I'm going to be talking about them at length in the future. Uh, this is religion, which I can go through a lot faster. Astrology accurately explains many things. Strongly disagree. Looking at stars doesn't tell you anything. You cannot be moral without being religious. Strongly disagree. 
you can be an atheist and not kill anybody and not hurt anybody and all this. Um, do I think you can found a consistent uh, morality even without religion? I actually do. I think you can have morality based just on human nature, and I think you can say that that's human nature that comes from God or that it's not, and I think you can be a good person either way. I'm not an atheist. I am a strong believer in God, but I don't think that is a necessity to be a good person. Charity is better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. Strongly agree. I think charities are way better than the government at helping people who need help. Some people are naturally unlucky. Um, you know, there are some things that happen that are very, very unfortunate. Um, I'm not superstitious though, so I'm not like there are lucky and unlucky people that just it's fate that you're gonna so I strongly disagree I don't really believe in luck that much it's important that my child's school instills religious values I would strongly disagree um I want when I have kids I want them to think for themselves and to make a decision about what they believe now I hope they believe in good things but I'm not going to send them to a school for a teacher to put ideas in their head I want my kids to think for themselves and to find God on their own, not by other people pushing it into their skull. Um, sex outside marriage is usually immoral. And this is the last page, by the way. Sex, sex outside marriage is usually immoral. I strongly disagree. I think to say something is immoral, it has to hurt somebody. And sex outside marriage doesn't hurt anybody, really. Um... A same-sex couple in a stable, loving relationship should not be excluded from the possibility of child adoption. I don't think they should be excluded, no, so I disagree. I do think they shouldn't be, I think, um, opposite-sex couples, you know, regular, well, I don't want to call them regular, but heterosexual couples should be favored. Homosexual couples should not be favored in adoption, but they shouldn't be excluded. Pornography depicting consenting adults should be legal for the population. I agree. Um, if it's consenting and it's adults, nobody's hurt by pornography. Same as I said a minute ago. Nobody's hurt by it. It shouldn't be illegal. And you can't, I don't think you can argue that the culture is hurt because no, you're not an objective arbiter of what good culture or bad culture is. Again, I would say the only cases in which you can objectively say good thing that things are good and bad is when it is harming somebody or not harming somebody defined as violating their rights through force or fraud and porn pornography is not inherently violating anybody's rights so no it shouldn't be illegal what goes on in a private bedroom between consenting adults is no business of the state strongly agree Again, consenting. If everyone in a relationship, whether it be economic or social, is consenting, then there is nothing that then there is nothing wrong with it ever. No one can feel naturally homosexual. I strongly disagree. Um, you know, is it fortunate that people feel naturally homosexual? I don't think it's a fortunate thing, but I do think you know. I don't think very many people would willingly choose that life because it's a life where 
I would say a good quarter of the country think you're automatically a bad person for choosing that life. So if it wasn't a natural thing, I really don't think homosexuality would be very common. And then the last question on the test, these days, openness about sex has gone too far. Um, I disagree. I think it's actually good that we, um, that we talk about these things because, you know, while it might not be great for us mentally, um, I think it is good to be supported in these things and to, um, you know, just to understand. Um, so this is exactly, I actually took a guess where I would be earlier. I said nine negative six. I got 8.38 negative 5.9. So I was extremely close in my guess. Um, but to explain these results, so there is a left to right, which is left being completely communist economic, well, I don't want to say oppression because that's not the objective, but communist on as far left as you go, socialist, communist, um, and as far right as you go would be free markets with absolutely no restrictions on what companies can do. Um, so I got 8.38 and it goes from 0 to 10, 0 being dead middle, negative 10 being 10 to the left, 10, positive 10 being 10 to the right. And then you have li socially libertarian to authoritarian. So libertarian means you believe the government should have absolutely no say in anybody's life. If you were a 10, if you were a negative 10 libertarian, that would mean you believe there should be no government. If you're a positive 10 authoritarian, you're basically Hitler um, or Stalin. You believe the government should, you know, decide what you read, eat, who you marry, etc. That's the positive 10 authoritarian. So I'm 8.38, about, we'll call it 8.5, to the right. So pretty far right. And then, you know, not super extreme libertarian, just... I would say moderate. I would call myself a moderate libertarian because the libertarian party is way further than, way further down than I am. So that's where I'm at politically. Um, I would encourage any of you to take the political compass test and get back with me with your results. Um, that'll be all for this episode. So if you like it, give it a share and tuck off.